Hi, welcome to episode 11 of Channel Massive. It is September 24th, Monday night in Denver, Colorado, and I am joined with Mark, <laughs> who's mute as always during this direction. He's a deaf Jason. Mute. Still silently judging you. <laughs> and welcoming back Jim to the show. Thank you. Yes, uh, actually, I don't think we've announced... Have we announced this yet? Jim is Jim is now our new permanent member. Instead of a trifecta, we are now a... Quadra... A quadra... Four musketeers. Something or other. I, I'm no longer a guest, I'm a host. Well, yes. yeah, I, I, guess, I guess that would make you a host. Awesome. <laughs> I want to make a couple changes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some changes around here. We will now begin the ritual hazing... Uh, break out the stapler. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the nipple and the nipple tweezers. Uh, yes. I thought that Backed was... by popular demand. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you guys for uh, inviting me to uh, be one of you. Sure. It's our pleasure. Fool, run while you still can. <laughs> our numbers shall grow. I didn't. I didn't re- read the contract that thoroughly, so yeah, <laughs> see what happens. Um, yes, we're gonna need a sample. That's of your how brain we tissue. get you in. <laughs> in tonight's episode, we're gonna start off with our usual what we've been playing during the last week, as well as any related or unrelated industry game news tidbits. I'm sure, Jason might have one or two for us. He always does. All right, Jay. <laughs> And then after that, we're going to have a roundtable, as promised last week, on player archetypes, the types of personalities or playing styles, people that populate MUDs and massively multiplayer games. And we'll even talk about which one of those types each of us thinks we are. And after that, kind of tying into that, our rant will focus on one specific type of player type that's either loved or hated, depending on your point of view, (laughs) the griefer. An evil combination of killer and socializer. Yeah, you could sort of say that. Yeah. That's not what Dr. Bartle would say. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, Dr. Bartle can... Yeah, Yeah, you know, Jim is so excited about joining the show that he came with a full textbook. Yeah, I know. An actual textbook from the library. I I think I was was kind of frightened I was shocked that libraries still exist. (laughs) (laughs) I... I didn't understand. Actually, the only reason why I went to the library is because I couldn't pirate it online. I looked everywhere. Oh, man. No no PDFs to pirate, huh? Well, not the pages I needed. I got some of them. (laughs) I was freaking out. I was like, what's these... What are these strange numbers on it? Pages? What does that do? Paper? Strangely tactile. And then my spider senses. That looks like the Dewey Decimal System. You have to turn the page to actually go to the next page? Where's the scroll button? Jim Brett. Pieces of really thin tree. <laughs> Papyrus, if you will. With writing, with strange cryptic writing on them. Yes, Good. soon he will cast his level 10 spell. <laughs> soon. Once he scribes it into his... Literate. Yes. Literate us. I keep it in my Literate. satchel with my spells. I'm, I'm ready for some literification. <laughs> and with that, we will get rolling. You must be on the edge of your seats wondering what have we been playing during the last week. I know I am. You're not, and you're 
going to be skipping forward in just a moment, but before you do, Jason, tell us what you've been playing. Uh, just the usual, uh, City of Heroes, uh, got together with Mark, and, uh... What level did you guys get to? You know, I don't know, 14. I think... You got to 14? Yeah, you were on... See, I only got to, like, 12 or 13, I think. Okay, I'm, I'm a little bit further behind. But, as usual, Mark picks, like, the worst possible group combinations to... It was the old scrapper, right? Yeah, it was the old scrapper, you know, four <laughs> scrappers, blaster, a couple of controllers, and a defender. You know, something crazy like that, you know, and it's like, guess what? We're going to die. <laughs> sure enough, we get into these missions, and the scrappers, of course, all go dif- different directions. Why do they do that? I don't understand why they do that, but then they go into different directions, and they pull, like, ten groups down upon our heads, and we end up wiping, like, It's always right times. after they valiantly declare, I can tank! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me, uh, let me clue you in, scrappers. In you are not a tank. Except for my scrapper. And my scrapper can tank. <laughs> no... Mm-hmm. Not really. Yes, she could. So, Jim, you were sorely missed. Yeah. Oh, you were sorely missed. I was like, I, I thought, I, seriously, I thought the entire time, if only Jim were here with his tank, this would not be happening. Oh. It's the truth. They, I think I was actually the only blaster on that group. Yeah, we didn't have any oh, damage dealers And either. I was like a was level great. 10. And everybody else yeah, so your damage 14. was like not that significant. Well, I was it all sidekicked down to or something. So you were helped. sidekicked, yeah. But it was, it was just ridiculous. Well, and plus... We Mark, Mark is no longer allowed to pick groups. The, mission, the, the difficulty level of the mission was like <laughs> max level. Mark's like, here, what happens when you combine experiment. ten... What happens when you combine ten blasters together? I wonder what will happen. <laughs> Death. Death. You die really fast. <laughs> yeah. are not your guinea pigs. Oh. Come so, on, my mindless subjects. Yeah, so we did Follow that. Me. Um, I played some more of the rings online, of course. Um, in preparation for our big, our big Lord of the Rings online. Did you call it Preparation H? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I did some preparation for this week. I've been doing a lot of farming because um, I'm gonna like just kind of semi twink out all of our characters. Because um, next week's episode, we will be bringing you what happens when four geeks get together and have a land party. <laughs> and so I'm we'll be playing. Not a geek. Yeah, well, can we invite God in, Mode X? You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> can, we, right. can we have God Mode X come in remotely and see if he can cheat <laughs> with Lord? Uh, see, I don't think Lord of the Rings is is hardcore enough for God Mode Probably X, not. so yeah. I, I doubt he'll want to participate. Um, and I've also been playing a little bit of Half Life Two. I know I'm like years late to the party, but Half Life Two. Yeah, I know it's, yeah, it's so still yeah, well. It's like not yesterday. It's you like should more try last some Doom. Last year or so. How many episodes have come out for that? Two? Two. two. There, two is coming out or is out or... Is I'm not sure Oh, exactly. it's out. It's, uh, you can buy... At least on Steam, I could pre-order the... They had a bunch of different variations where you got different combinations of um, Team Fortress 2 and, and uh, Episode 2 and um, something else, which I can't remember. Hmm. Oh, yeah, the redesigned Team Fortress mm-hmm. that has the that looks cartoony presentation. really cool. It looks like The Incredibles, but yeah, in multiplayer. Yeah, hmm. But it's not superheroes. It's just like... Yeah, it's just their like art style weapons. is kind of like in the same. It looks fun. Vein. Oh. Yeah, I really like the art style. What I've seen so far, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then there's that portal. Yeah, the portal. That's the other thing I can think of. Where you try to? It's just a puzzle game where you try to place two portals in a room right. and try to get out of it. Yeah, or something like that. I wish I had pay attention to to accurately depict whether it's out or not yet. But what about you, Noah? What's uh, what was on your gaming platter? 
Well, as alluded to earlier, I played City of Heroes with you guys as a, a measly level 10 since I missed the previous session. Hey, man, but really at least up. you tried. You leveled up fast. At least you I tried, you know. And Actually, I think I started out as level 8. <laughs> I yeah. got up to level 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. I was getting really great experience. Yeah. Uh, but it was a little difficult, and it took me a, a few tries to realize that when I threw the little jacks on the floor... You drew all the caltrops. Yeah, I, I, I hit everybody, and then everybody killed me. <laughs> he was an aggro machine. Yeah, I thought I was been protecting myself by nah. putting a little booby trap. None of that would help. The aggro was not your fault, necessarily. It was more or less all the scrappers deciding that... It was I'm a constant game. It was like here. the longest mission ever. It was yeah, so it was long. long. It sucked. And we kept trying to figure out who is the person that was screwing around and pulling all that. Turns out it was all of them. <laughs> it was every single scrapper. Yeah. I swear to God it was. It was like, it was, it's Flash Z, and then, no, it's this one, and no, it's this one, this one. <laughs> Should have yeah. kicked them all. And they all went in different directions. It was a lot like that mock pickup group experience that you described oh yeah where everybody t- where it's like a bad horror yeah, movie except <laughs> people, go over people here. were good enough where they were able to compensate for doing stuff like yeah, that yeah that was what was amazing we kept surviving yeah somehow this one was so ridiculous because they would just pull like a group and it was like okay and everybody of course was all focused on the first group and then all of a sudden i'm like uh uh who just <laughs> drew the that group from up top there and this whole other group yeah, like comes come pouring down and, and then some of them are of course using their range stuff so there was like those uh those uh Meyer Al- yeah, Eidolons or whatever yeah. and there was cool. one who was like totally targeting me like the entire time and I was like oh my god I can't you know I couldn't get him off me and I'm like I'm like trying to tell people would somebody just look up top there and do something about this guy <laughs> Nope. No. No help ever came. <laughs> no. No help ever came. So in addition to that, yeah, I think I died like about five, six times that night. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. You were you were at the actual level that you're supposed to be at. But it sucked. You were just disorganized, but it was still fun. I still we need to get back to World of Warcraft at some point. I know. I know. I've we've been talking to, about it. We've got to get you week. your succubus up there. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just. I really enjoy playing City of Heroes. It's always fun. It's reliable. It's, I you have unfinished back. business in the land of Azeroth. Yeah, I'm ready to try something different, Jim. <laughs> not going to happen. You just want to hook up, you just hook up with that one chick again so she can give you some cyber, <laughs> some cyber man. That's all you want. And then she can hit me and run off. You're transparent right. to us. <laughs> anything else? Did you do anything else? I've been playing some Brain Age 2, some brain training. I finished my ah, on your, uh, Final Fantasy game. On, on your DS, uh, DS uh, Lite thing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's really cool. Cool. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. All right, you, Mark. Well, let's see. I played the City of Heroes thing that has already been discussed. Played a little City of Villains because I was waxing nostalgic. <laughs> and after describing my wonderful pug experience I wanted to try it so I played that a little bit just a little <laughs> bit and then I've mostly been playing um, EverQuest 2 to try to give that a shot oh what my god I'm level 10 oh um, you're at the, the moment of truth or no no I'm at level 9 I'm sorry did oh, you play a bold elf <laughs> no I'm a human uh, they don't look much better do they I don't know he's pretty cool <laughs> he's got he's got a pretty cool little wardrobe assembled and I've been I did the whole trial zone and picked up every whoa every quest I could do and uh Mark almost just like took his head off yeah, with yeah, his yeah that was great that was like pretty impressive that? yeah ouch <laughs> um <laughs> and then I uh so I've been I've been really enjoying it actually I like the quests I think 
that it's kind of neat. I'm playing. I chose to be bad or evil or whatever. So I'm I'm a necromancer and I'm in the city of Freeport, which it reminds me of kind of some literary comparisons. Is like in the stand, all the bad people go to Las Vegas and the good people go to Boulder. Well, I'm definitely in Las Vegas, and <laughs> and, I'm, and it's really cool because I'm being indoctrinated by the the there's this like um, overlord. And and he's you know of the evil fact the leader of the evil faction and I'm reading the citizens handbook that's like telling me like you know what my rights are and everything what to do and that's like a quest chain and I'm following that around and I'm exploring this huge city and it's huge and it's I kind of noticed as I played through it that their design is kind of interesting because when you're in the cities in like World of Warcraft you know they're kind of big but mm-hmm. but really when you look at it they're not that big like they're it's like a kind of a cartoonish city, really. Yeah. This thing's huge. It's sprawling. It's multiple zones, and I'm, you know, I'm only at the tip of it. Wow. And it's all these quests are in there, and I'm kind of enjoying exploring it. And I got my apartment. They gave me an apartment. To, the Overlord granted me an apartment. Mm. So I'm, I've got my, I've got like a, a table and a, in a mirror. I have to go find a chamber pot really badly. Um, but uh, <laughs> you have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, I've I've been yeah. I've, it's like you you have uh, you know all this furniture you can put in there and some. Do you really have to use the toilet though? No, no, <laughs> no. There is like a food and drink thing though that you have to kind of do. But I I think it's, a, yeah, it's so far I'm enjoying the game. It's it's pretty. Nope, you can't go different. on this quest yet until you take a whiz. I really had some preconceived notions about the game. I thought it was going to be really tedious because of like the EverQuest games and mm-hmm. and you know how you know the reputation is that it's like a really tedious thing. But it's really streamlined in a lot of ways. Like when you get a new, when you level up, you get your spells automatically. You don't have to go train them or anything. They're there. So I don't know. I'm just kind of taking it all in. And you know, and we could actually maybe in the next episode do a noob segment. Oh yeah. You're doing all this new experience with. Yeah, and I am a noob. I spent like a good 20 minutes trying to figure out how to add another um, hot bar. <laughs> because I wasn't like I Masters forgot of the user, user I, interface. I forgot that um you know I could use the in-game help system, which is where I finally found it. So I was trying to hit all these websites, which they all assume you you're not an idiot and know how to do it. So I couldn't figure out how to add it, and it was really funny because I was like, I know I have spells, but I I don't know where to put them, and <laughs> I don't know. And I'm just standing. I must have just been standing there in that city forever as I was looking all this stuff up, but. Uh, that's been pretty much it. Those, those three games, I haven't done too much. I did play a little Frets on Fire and decided that I would really rather play Guitar Hero. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was okay. Jim, you, you do Jim. anything? Jim was uh, failure. Sweet, sweet failure. <laughs> failure. Jim was even failure. Failure. <laughs> failure. Jim was on a business trip, however, all week. So oh. I had a Macintosh with me and. I, I did uh, listen to episode 10 and play a little uh, Jelly Battle. Yeah? What'd you think of that? I thought it was funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I love that Yeah, game. it was great. Squishy little... So addictive. Did you get, like, mad when you went into the real tournament mode that you weren't winning? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I was like, uh... The difficulty really scales up when you're against humans. Yeah. This is kind of kind of amazing. I haven't had a chance to I think the nuke is my favorite thing when all the little jelly guys just go... Yeah. Break into little pieces. Actually, I kind of like it when the anvil falls in their head. The anvil's good, yeah. yeah. So I did that. I uh, I got on uh, City of Heroes today, but I, 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 
just cleared some old missions to get them out of the queue, so I'd, it wasn't really challenging. And then I formed a Channel Massive Supergroup for us. Cool. Do you want to unfurl your, your plans for our unsuspecting you know, listeners? I think what, what we should do is just, uh, you know, uh, flesh that out and, and put a post on the website. Mm, and let our li- listeners know that way what we're what we're up to. Okay. That way we don't waste a lot of this time doing that quality time. No, I don't know. So then we can just break it on down and just t- tell them, you know, if you want to join it, join a guild, breaking it on down. You know, if you want to join the join our kinship in Lord of the Rings Online, we're going to be on Brandywine server. Of course, our kinship Online. name will be called Channel Massive. And then we'll do the same thing on City of Heroes, City of Villains. We'll have like a, I guess our our City of Heroes supergroup name will be Channel, Channel Massive. Massive. But then our if we do the villain side, it'll be like uh, Evil Channel Massive. Evil Channel Massive, or <laughs> won't be Massive Channel. We'll call it like Channel Massive with a mustache or something like that, or Channel Massive or, with or beard. a goatee, <laughs> with, something like that. The goatee, sure sign that you're or from bizarro the Channel universe. Massive. Currently, it's something named like Evil Channel Massive. Evil Channel Massive. Yeah. Cool. Well, we may have to change that to, yeah, like to make the it goatee. sound cooler. Better. Channel Massive with a goatee. Yeah. Yeah. If that's if that's it's like the Mirror Mirror Universe of the... Or Bizarro. We could call it Bizarro. Or the Bizarro. Channel bizarro Massive. Channel Massive. Yeah. Anyway, look us up. Uh, what probably, server? Uh, freedom server on... Uh, yeah, we'll be on Freedom. Yeah, we'll be yes. on Freedom on COH and uh, Brandywine when we play Lord of the Rings online. To get some, will be the get two. our player names out so people we'll get our, Yeah, that's what I figured. We'll post some stuff. We'll get some player names and, and times when you can expect us on. All this for our massive membership. <laughs> <laughs> I just love saying that. <laughs> massive. Um, I guess we could talk about a little bit what's been going on in the biz. Go for the it. gaming biz. Uh, for those who do, if you don't know, uh, the character transfer and renaming service for City of Heroes... Uh, is now working apparently. So oh, I checked so, you know, every day and I didn't check today. If you have a name, if you have a name that you know, if you named your character Super Butt Sex and need to change it, <laughs> now you can do time. it. If you got a character on another well, server, if you, why would you want to change it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not so super. Yeah, not so super butt sex. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever you want. You got a little feedback and you weren't as good as you thought. Edit, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. but yeah, it wasn't quite so super. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, you know, the character transfer thing. I, you know, I think I don't know if I decide to get more hardcore into City Heroes again. You know, I'll probably use that to transfer my. My level 50 blaster over to freedom because you know right now he's kind of just languishing on uh, pinnacle. And this is available for the low low price of low low price of uh, you know what I honestly have no idea. I think it's around ten dollars, but I don't remember the exact price. I have no uh, idea. Stumped once again, the master of statistics. <laughs> oh is shut your pie hole! <laughs> shut your pie hole! You know, I mean you're lu- you're lucky. I just wake up in the morning and get here, okay? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. started started heading over here this morning. Really? It's good he showed up. Yeah, it took, yeah, it took it this... He got here on time. It, it well, took yeah. this entire time for me to get here <laughs> today. ten minutes before me. Jeez. Impressive. You guys. Um, so there's that, and then there's some and, kind Another of- COH news, they did uh, do the tests for the Halloween event. 
this past week. Oh, really? I'm, I'm not sure the details so that, of when they'll unleash so Is it going to be new? Is it going to be like It'll different? be the same, I believe. I, I wonder why they felt the need to test it, since it's been live like a couple times now. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it sounded to me like it was going to be the same. It's just going to be the same thing where you go trick-or-treating from house to house, yeah. and you, get, you either get a trick or you get a treat. Right, and you get your vampire... We get to hunt down the yeah. giant, like yeah, giant walking jack o' lantern. I remember I got like the killing blow on the giant jack. Yeah, you did it in the time. lobby zone too, and made everybody mad. Yeah, <laughs> everybody got ticked off because I was like the highest level there. I think I was just like, <laughs> they're like, we got it, we finally found one. This is gonna be so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that could be considered griefing a little bit. Oh, just like like oh, should be one of our topics. We'll talk about uh, that later. Yeah. Does Warcraft or EverQuest to having Halloween events? Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I think they call it there well there's I think there's an Oktoberfest for World of Warcraft called Brewfest or something like that. But I have not No, there's like a it's like a trick or treat kind of deal. Well, I think there might be that too, but I mean they're they're right after another um one right after another and I'm not sure about EverQuest two yet. I'll I'll report back. Because if you go and you ask for a, if you get a trick, like it'll turn you into something. Like you might get transformed into like this uh, little leper gnome that like roams around. I love the leper gnome. Yeah, but it's cool because yeah, if you're a leper gnome, then you become real small and they think that you're like a gnome gnome. And so if you're playing horde and you get transformed into like a leper gnome, then at first when people see you running around, if they're alliance, they just think that you're a regular old gnome. But no, <laughs> you're really a you're really an undead rogue coming to kill them. You know that kind of thing. They just don't know. But you look cute with the pigtails and such. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's kind of cool. Awesome. Um, some other kind of odd, disturbing news. Uh, Perpetual Entertainment, the group that's making. Uh, making the uh, Gods and Heroes game, they made this announcement that uh, is kind of confusing. Basically what they said is they're, they're they're cutting their development team by 30 to 40 people, citing the need for a less specialized team. Yes, yeah, so sp- damn specialists but, but will, then in the must same, fall in the, the same breath, In the same breath that they said, they, they basically say that they're they're not comfortable with the polish of their product, so they're going to be pushing back their release date to early in 2008. To polish the product with their generalists? Yeah, so they can polish the product with less people working on the game. You can just imagine all the all the people they're calling up out of HR. <laughs> Come on over here. We need to we need to work on these texture maps. <laughs> I mean, seriously, and I, I read this I read this you know news blurb about this, and I was like. It was. I was like, I sat there like nomad, These you know, when, when they try to confuse sense. nomad in that Star Trek episode, and <laughs> the it's Kirk like, is not the creator. I, dude, I totally Kirk. did. I was like, something <laughs> does not compute, you know. And I, no, I, I seriously, I blew a couple brain cells, you know, after I read that because it just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe somebody in the gaming biz can. It's like you know, the Chewbacca defense. Send us an email over at <laughs> mail at channelmassive.com and, and explain explain how that works because I don't see how it could possibly work. Mm, I don't know. If yeah, I, were I mean, when you read something like that, that and it, you're, my first instinct is to say, okay, this game's going downhill and downhill fast. That's an interesting press release for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never totally, seen anything quite. I was totally confused by it. <laughs> And that's kind of what I have for for news and notes. I, I don't know if you guys have been checking anything else out. If you have anything to add, 
because if not, I say we hit our next segment. Sounds good. Stereotypes. Is there is there a, an official term for this? Stereotype. Archetype. Ster- Monotype. <laughs> Blood type. <laughs> Are you my type? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were you asking? <laughs> so I think now we're talking more about uh, motivations, why people play games, right, and who what who drives they? them through the game and how they interact with others and how they. Progress through their primal urges. (laughs) I don't know about that. Their (laughs) secret (laughs) desires. I think what would be a good way to start this discussion out, though, is a description of what the different player types are, at least in terms of the scholastic world, what some people's theories are as to what the basic types are. And I think the guy who brought the textbook would be the best person to explain those. Uh, Break out the book, Poindexter. All right, so basically we've got uh, a, f- a few people out there, you know, some scholarly-type professors that um, I think basically the research that they use is more for development of games, and they're, they're trying to, you know, maybe pigeonhole people so they can get the game flow right. But uh, so the first one out there that Mark sent around was published in 96 by uh, Dr. Richard Bartle. The father, <clears throat> the father of um, muds, and mud, yeah, multi-user dungeons. What makes him the father of muds? He he wrote the first one. He wrote the first, the first notorious, mu- notorious one. Yeah, wow. co-wrote. And so you know, I, I think he began uh, by asking, you know, why do people play these games, and do they play games? Because they're like games, like a chess game, or playing like tennis, or Dungeons and Dragons. Or do they play it as a pastime, like people read, or they garden, or whatever. Is it more like a sport, like hunting, fishing, whatever. Or is it entertainment, like watching TV, going to a concert, going to a nightclub. Yeah. Kind of thing, so... Going clubbing. Going clubbing. Sweet. <clears throat> so based on those questions, <laughs> uh, he came up originally with with uh, four different kind of motivations or, or types of people, types of players. And the, the people who play it as a game or like are considered the achievers, the people that want to achieve within the game content. Excuse me, content. Act on the world. Whatever. The, and the people who do it as a pastime more the explorers, that they want to explore the game and interact with the world instead of act on the world. The people who do it for sports are the killers, everybody's favorite mm. type of player. Oh yeah. When basically impose themselves on other players, they mm-hmm. act on other players. And then the people who are in it for entertainment are just basically socializers that, that want to interact with other players. And so... Uh, that came out in what ninety six. Yeah. So then he uh, recent. I mean, we can get really deep into this stuff, but recently he added another uh, 
dimension. Dimension, exactly. Another axis to his big graph that kind of uh, expanded that into. Yeah. Into, yeah, Jason hates this guy. And I don't Jason's know why. starting to I mean, yeah, work out. Yeah, I don't hate him. That's not what you were saying earlier. Jason has quoted these four archetypes more than anyone else in this podcast. Just for the record, yeah, for anyone who said listening. I hated him, I just, yeah. I, I just disagree I'm, with him. You know, I don't necessarily disagree with a lot of what he has to say, but I think it's, uh, you know, go on. We've got him go, online go on. right now on Skype. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real <laughs> close to and boy, does he have something to tell you? <laughs> yeah. Just, well, let me tell Jason, you, Mr. Bottle, I've got something to say to you. <laughs> and we've got your father on too, and he has something to say about you cleaning your toilet. Oh, right. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. But anyway, so, and and then there are other uh, scholars out there, uh, Dr. Nick Yee, who uh, wrote a book in 2002 called Facets, Five Motivational Factors for Why People Play MMORPGs, and he kind of uh, dismissed or couldn't find any data to, ex- to basically support the existence of explorers, but he did yeah, have... Yeah, because we don't exist. Yeah, we... Um, he did have a relationship group, which which kind of goes hand in hand with uh, Bartle's uh, friends, an immersion group, and then he had a grief group, achievement group. Of course, that goes with the achievement that uh, Bartle had, and a leadership group. And we could break those down further, sure, if you want, or not. You want? Well, I, you prior to your exchange with Jason. <laughs> you were about to explain what the extra axis or dimension was. Oh yes, that he, added, that he added to the original one. So the original one was killers. So the original there there were two axes. Axes. One was action or interaction. Uh huh. And then the other uh, axis was player versus world. And then across those four. So the yeah the Z axis became the uh, implicit versus explicit. And so, what are the types that are in that new? Well, it's th- so it's three dimensions. So, like, instead of one group being the achievers, that they were split in two. So there are planners and opportunists. Mm-hmm. The uh, explorers became the scientists and the hackers. Mm-hmm. These are explicit versus implicit. The killers became the politicians or griefers. Mm-hmm. That makes and, sense to me, actually, so far. And then the, the uh, socializers became either networkers or friends. So Yeah, and to reiterate, what Noah's main question was, was what were the four primary ones the most that are most quoted are the... Achievers, explorers, killers, and socializers. Right, right. And that's the, that's the foundation. Yeah. So, and all the degrees in between. A lot of degrees in between. So, Jim, if you're going to put yourself on that graph, where would I'm, you put yourself and why? I think everybody here would put me in, in a socializer. And, you know, I'm, I'm our friends. The one who's always going for booty calls and... Well, I... Oh, yeah. in the woods. No, the one who <laughs> only wants to play the game when my friends are online and the one who, you know... Yeah, make you a you know, I don't type. have yeah. a level 50 plaster like Jason, I, you mm-hmm. know... I have every badge in the world or you know it's just i like playing with you guys yeah and that that's the what that's the two different kinds of socializers There's ones where the friends type is one that he, he or she only plays with people that they know 
and the other one is friendly and social with anybody. And I I would say I kind of cross cross that line a little bit. You know, I've made some virtual friends, not not many, and um, unquote. I you know definitely talk to people. No. <laughs> no. That took about 30 seconds. <laughs> real friends, man. Not just booty calls. Of course you what, do. What is your, uh, what is your self-diagnosed status, Noah? It, it was really interesting. Uh, I'm definitely not on the killers or griefers because I find those people really annoying. It, and... To go back to a previous episode, Mark and I once played one night, or tried to play one night, with our friend Phil, and he totally falls. He's completely a griefer. Yeah. He has min-maxed himself to a supremely high level. I actually got a chance to talk to him the other night, and he was throwing out all these acronyms. I'm like, are you still playing World of Warcraft? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I've got a T5-6 or TF-6. Or he's like, I'm at TF-5, and I'm going to get up to TF-6. And then I don't, Tier six I armor. don't know what that means. T5, yeah. T6. It's all from PvE, so he's hardcore rating. Yeah, and he's talking about all these things that he was aiming towards and how his other secondary-level character he's going to get up to that level and it's just like I'm like do you enjoy it? He's like well it's kind of losing its luster. He's like I really don't understand why people really play anymore. He actually had some really interesting opinions that might be good to bring him in for a guest in sometime. Well if he doesn't grief our podcast <laughs> that <laughs> starts unplugging all the cables and kills the power You know and it's, it sounds comical the, uh... but that's exactly the type of stuff <laughs> that he does in real life the or griefing persona yeah. yeah it's like a real life griefer Yeah it goes into the real life uh, he's a friend, though. But yeah. enough about him. Yeah. So what How you? about you? So I was I was having a hard time getting at that. I mean, if I'm not that, then I'm one of the other three or six, depending on which craft you're looking at. And I think previously I was more in the socializing area because I'm like, I didn't really know anyone else who liked to play or they were at such a high level that there was no way that we, our paths were going to intersect the people in the real life that I knew this game so I was hoping to find other people to consistently play with but now years later I'm if if I'm playing socially if we're going to do a LAN party or something then yeah it's, it's to play with the friends you guys the people that I know in real life but with Mark when it came to WoW it was much more of a, an achiever focus we're progressing through the game we're following a guide we're going through levels just to really get an experience of how the game's meant to be played, at least in a technical aspect. You have goals, and you're going to accomplish this, this, and this. So for me, I guess it depends on the game. For City of Heroes, it's more of a friends thing. Mm -hmm. For Warcraft, it's more of an achievement thing. But it's not an explorer. I I think it's far too overwhelming to say, I'm just going to wander around this world and figure things out and get as many quests as possible and consider them. I just I don't have that kind of time. So it, it has to be one or the other for me. Jason, what's your uh, self-diagnosis? I don't know. I have to take this test first. Oh, I took that test. Yeah. I didn't get everything. I'm still working on the test. I'm sure it'll tell me after I'm done, though. Well, I'll tell you what I remember you diagnosing yourself as. <laughs> yeah, we all remember you've, that. You've claimed to be an explorer from day, day one. one. Uh-huh. And uh, I think in, in a lot of ways that's true. Yeah. I think, though, you're also a bit of a killer. Well, see, here's my problem with the whole 
Bartle scenario is that I explore to achieve to so, kill. So you can socialize and tell everyone about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I'm I'm like basically what I do is I explore. Well, I think well, in or, in order to kill more effectively, in order to achieve a greater sense of satisfaction in the game, and then I can go ahead and then socialize and brag about it. You know, I think that Bartle had a... So I don't know what I am. He had a graph, the one with the color, mm -hmm. that had all those arrows saying that killers become this, that then become this. And yeah, it's the... Um, well, it, was, it was more of a balance. It's how you balance the game. If you want to get more of these than that. There was a progression one, too, though. That there was a progression In the book, one. yeah, I remember. Which anyway, is, I still have 20 more questions to go. It won't give you an answer if now, it's the one you I realize think if you're taking what they... they it's got it's to tell me something, no? They, I mean, they deem those Bartle tests, but he didn't write them. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say then. I don't know what to say. Either. I mean, I'll finish the test here and see what it comes up with. I've, I've only got 20 more questions to All right, go. Well, why don't you talk for a little bit, Mark, and we'll let okay. Jason just take the test. And let him find himself. Well, I've always thought I was just a oddball because I, I couldn't figure out how I fit into this um, because I'm a little bit a socializer. I'm a little bit a killer. I'm not much of an achiever. But I don't really like exploring. And then I realized, oh, I'm actually just a classic explorer. I just explore systems. I don't explore the actual world. So I think that's what I've been doing this whole time. My, my constant tearing down and rebuilding of all my alts. Mm -hmm. You know, the never getting up to a very high level until now. That would make you a scientist type in the three-dimensional Probably. Grid. Yeah, or a hacker, because I do... I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know, but I... I had thought that to be an explorer, you had to just love to do like what Jason used to do with Asheron's Call, where you go and you just you set out in a direction and see what the hell's out there. But I don't really do that. I like to I like to see you know how you can optimize like one character class versus mm -hmm. another. You know how many things can you attack at once and live, yeah. or you know if you change this around, what will it do? You know these different interactions within the game. And so I think I'm an ex I am an, a classic explorer actually because sometimes I won't talk to anybody. I won't even talk to people in my guild, you know, or mm -hmm. you know anything like that. So sometimes I'm fairly antisocial. And as far as achieving, it's never been that important to me to you know have that best set of armor or anything like that. Yeah. But I do like it when somebody's like you know on the chat channel going, "How the hell do you?" You know what does this mean? What what would be the way to optimize that? It's like kind of neat to explain it to them or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's what I would. I think that's what I am. Is I'm an explorer, but uh, more about systems and balance than actual content. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, well, Jason's still working. I I think one of the funniest things that I um, got from reading through all this stuff was. The interaction between the different archetypes. Did you guys read mm -hmm. much yeah, on that? Yeah, I loved reading about that actually. So the one that was the funniest to me was the because um, I was thinking I'm an explorer, so I really gravitated towards the interactions of the explorer with the other three. And what was really funny was like to the socializers, they their thoughts about explorers is oh these poor poor people <laughs> who, have, who no have no lives and you know as they look down on them for being you know utterly you know kind of useless and they're these you know social outcast hermits if you will yeah. so I thought that was funny the achievers look at them look at the explorers and think oh these poor poor you know people 
who never achieve any goals. They're still running around in their, you know, their low-level armor, weapons, or whatever. They're they're ridiculous, you know. And it's funny because I have a friend who's a classic achiever in, in all MMOs. You know, he always goes to the super high level. He always gets the best loot, and he's always going, Mark, when are you going to level somebody up to the max level he's just like i've been playing these games with you for years and you've never done it yet when are you gonna do it you know and finally i did it so i couldn't say it anymore but because you're too busy killing them and it, that was the classic response was you know he's like oh poor mark he just doesn't understand how this game is played you know and you can't really appreciate it you can't really how can he like this game he's never seeing any of the high level content or anything but you know but the funniest one was the killer's take on the explorer which was stay the hell away from these guys because they might just hand your ass to you right and if they, they do the it's even more embarrassing because exactly. you know they might take you out once or try to take you out once and then they you know you know these explorers may know a lot of stuff and so I thought that was really comical that the one yeah that reminded me of you actually when I was reading that that made me laugh so well, Jason's results are in Ooh, drum roll I think this is going to be very interesting to hear because I yes, can see what it is because it's actually pretty close to what to what I said I was. <laughs> Great. Well, it's good that you know yourself, Jay. It with the, except I switched two around. But it says I am a e- I'm an explorer, killer, socializer, achiever. <laughs> but primarily, it's primarily a yeah. So so anyway, they say these players might be described by the living slogan: "See the world, meet interesting people, and kill them." <laughs> Immersion within the world is important to these players because they love finding new things to explore, but they also enjoy the thrill of the hunt and finding other players within the world to fight. So, it was pretty close to what to what I said I was, except with the achiever yeah. being slightly more important to the socializers. Socializing is probably... I mean, you, you know me. It's like when, yeah. I'm, when I'm with you guys in a group, mm-hmm. do I hardly talk at all? No. no. Not really. No. Only to criticize. On <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even <laughs> criticize you guys. I, just, oh, I remember you do have a tendency to say, what the hell? Well, you said people straight. But it's only if it's... Except when you... Scrappers. Except when you invite... <laughs> Quit dropping the yeah, Except dropped. when you invite four scrappers into, one, into our group, and then I tend to get a little bit irritated. Or in other, or in other famous games. Here, here's a portal. This will take you back to your home city. <laughs> anyway, I'll, we'll put a link up to this... Uh, yeah, that looks really interesting. I want to give to it a this, try. To uh, this test... I'm sure every every self-respecting MMO player out there has probably taken this test at least once, but in case you haven't, we'll put a link up on the website. Yeah, I'm not self-respecting. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's that's a different kind of problem that you know, they're just going to have to address. <laughs> Isn't covered by the archetypes. Well, so now that we've discussed our, our place in the world, what are your thoughts about how you can make a game to accommodate all these types? Because that's the second part of most of these theories is what do you do to adjust you need more killers what do you do you know do you guys agree with those those beliefs do you think you can make you can please all the people all the time or like me i think you can please most of the people some of the time yeah you know games try to do it you know i mean but then i think some games like they start out with a hardcore maybe killer following you know i'd say like you know, games like I think Warhammer Online is probably going to draw a lot of killer following just because mm-hmm. of the realm versus realm uh, possibilities with that game. Um, you know, it'll, it'll probably get the killer 
it'll probably be more like of a killer slash achiever mm-hmm. kind of game. Um, exploring and socializing in that kind of game, probably not. Well, it might be with its um, um, parallel path for. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might, it might be. It might be it totally different. I, I, don't, I haven't, of course, I don't know anything about some of the game mechanics in that game, but you know, just you know, your first impression of it from, you know, seeing what they're planning for it, it seems to tend, you know, to tend to lean towards the killers and achievers mm-hmm. um, more often than not. Lord of the Rings Online, you know, it's more of like an achiever, socializer kind of game. Yeah. You know, killing probably being, you know, the last on the list, you know, I mean, because the PvP is kind of... Underdeveloped. Yeah, it's kind of underdeveloped, and it's not really a, the, the focal point of the game. Uh, City of Heroes. City of Heroes is probably more more of an achiever kind of game, achiever socializer kind of a game, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, exploration. You know, not so much. Not in City of Heroes, I, I wouldn't say. You know, in the killing aspect of it. You know, yeah, they have like the the arenas, but, you know, pretty I, limited. it's pretty limited. I'd say, you know, I'd say City Heroes is more of an achiever, socializer kind of game. I suppose you got the badge. Yeah, that's like part of the achievement. That's a big achievement thing, thing. you know. Yeah, that's a cool You know, thing. Lord of the Rings Online has that too, where yeah. they have a lot the, tra- of them are the trait system. Mm-hmm. Um, well, do you, what do you guys think about the, I guess, ethical might be too strong of a term, but what do you think... If you had a game, you were, say you're a game publisher and you had a game and and you did some some kind of measurement and found that, you know, your game was mostly consisting of socializers or mostly consisting of killers and you felt that you needed to... Do you think it's like a bad thing to manipulate those audiences? To try to to try to get rid of or to you know adjust your population or do you well, think it, it should just I mean, be enjoy them enjoy that you have subscribers? I don't. Mm-hmm. I I just don't, I don't think it's that set in stone. Mm-hmm. For one, I, I mean I I think you know if you plot people on the, those axes, they're they're not just way down in one corner. They yeah they might be online, you know. And, it reminds me of those personality <clears throat> tests where the exactly. little blob is kind of near the center, but right. You know, uh, in in uh, Doctor Yee's uh, on his website, he's got a statistic here that says eighty uh, percent of all MMORPG players uh, play with someone they know. That's pretty interesting. It is. So, would you call all those people socializers? No, probably not. No. Yeah. They're they're def they're they're definitely playing for a social aspect. This is from the same guy who says, didn't he say like the explorer type didn't really exist? He couldn't find any proof of it. I mean, the the data, yeah, that he collected. Because that it. just cracks me up. Because, like yeah. I said, I'm I'm an explorer first and foremost, and it's not necessarily just to explore. It's in order to achieve an advantage. You know, I mean, because if you, to, to me, knowledge is power. You know, well, knowledge I mean, is the ultimate but, power. But because if I know how to get somewhere, if I know how to do something, you know that nobody else knows how to do. You know, then that's going to make me more powerful. You know, and, and able to, 
you know, take care of my, my myself and my prey at the same time. You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, you know, I'll give you an example of how I play. Right, and then this is my perfect example of what I what I like to do. I, I like to try stuff that, you know, basically is kind of unheard of. So, we'll use World of Warcraft as an example. All right, in World of Warcraft, there's a contested, quote unquote, contested zone, but it's really it's really an alliance controlled zone. Duskwood. It's, yeah, it's Duskwood, or is it Darkshire? Um. I no, can't. Darkshire is like the, the the city, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, it's it's Duskwood, I believe. You know, and then there's the Red Ridge Mountains, which again they quote unquote claim that it's a contested zone, but really it's more it's pretty much alliance because there's no quests. There's no quests for the horde to go up into these two zones to go do quests in. Right. You know, so you're rarely going to find same level horde players playing in these zones as the alliance players. Well, me. I decided to roll a rogue, and my my sole purpose in rolling the rogue was to do one thing, was to sneak myself into these zones where no horde of that level would go to, and start killing alliance players. <laughs> that was my goal. I you know, plus I never really explored those zones before. I'd never I mean, been there. You really need to. I mean, there's not much to. Yeah, I mean, there was never any need to go into those zones because, like I said, horde players don't have any quests in those zones, even though they're contested zones. You know, they're the, it's just idiotic. It's such a it's such a bizarre leveling advantage for, for an alliance player to have some of those contested zones basically all to yourself with no fear of having a horde horde player come and kill you. Unless they're, of course... I mean, the only horde players that would come into those zones were, like, higher level Yeah, and they go sit on top of the... the you know, and they'll stand the on the bridge. You know, they'll be higher level. They'll yeah. pound their chest and be like, oh, look at me, you know. That one I'm a badass him. level 70 who one-shotted this poor little level 20-something. Right. You know, and they could do nothing about it. Well, no. Not me, because I decided to make it a challenge to sneak into these zones and actually kill people my same level. You had a lot of fun with it, too. And people got pissed off because of it. People really hated that. You know, I'd go in there and I'd kill them, you know, and stealth away, and so I'd be like, <laughs> you know, and I just kept on doing it. I, you know, I stay, I'd stay for hours just doing that. Yeah. And it was fun. And I explored, you know, I, I explored the area, you know, and so I knew where all the little hot spots were that the little alliance used to play in, and I was <laughs> like, okay. So I just waited and waited, and then I wait for the perfect moment, and then I just totally waste them. Go bye-bye, and then I'd like, <laughs> I'd go scurrying away to the next kill, you know, and it was fun. Right. Because they never, they would, you know, they expected out of, like, the higher-level horde, but they never expect you know, their same level coming into their zone and pulling stuff like that. So that was really fun. That's the kind of player that I am. You know, I like to pull stuff like that off and get away with it. Right. And say, and then, and then of course, like I said, at the end, socialize about it and brag about it and tell everybody that I did it. Right. <laughs> Doesn't that make you a griefer? Yeah, well, that's our does. next segment. <laughs> <laughs> sure that's what our, it makes you. That'll be our next segment. Um... Anybody else have any any comments regarding this? I you were talking about balancing the game. It's this whole theory of balancing the game around player archetypes is new to me since I only researched it for the purpose of this episode. Mm-hmm. But some of those types that are in there, it's 
Pretty much, I didn't feel like it was a controversial theory, the archetypes that were proposed by Dr. Bartle and further elaborated upon by Dr. Yi. And it's just, I, I look at those and I think of them, some of them I don't like them, but they're just a necessary evil and I expect killers and griefers to be in the game and hope at some point that I can take one of them down. Just, yeah, just for fun, right? As right. a long-term goal, yeah. One of my long-term your, achievements, your achiever goal that I'm to... trying to little strive towards. <laughs> Someone like Phil, you know, not necessarily Phil, because there's grief no way that the would ever happen, But there's nothing better than griefing a griefer. Phil and That's I true. once griefed a griefer over and over and over again, <laughs> and it's just fun to say. It is fun to grief. A, yeah, that was great. Yeah, but we'll put up a poll. I think this week, asking our listenership what type of archetype they feel they fall into. Maybe we have some kind of trend mm-hmm. across our listenership. Maybe we have one certain type more than others. Maybe we have an even balance, as there are in the best of the MMOs that are out there. That'd be interesting. So look for that later this week. And speaking of grief, let's go on to our next segment. talk specifically about one particular player archetype. The Phil. Ar- I mean... <laughs> Dude, does Phil listen to this? listener? Yeah. I'm going to... Um, You're going to send him a link to I'm this I'm going to send him a link tomorrow. You should tomorrow. send him a link because, man, he's Word a up. star on our show. See if his ears are burning. That's funny. Yeah. Carson will probably be like, screw you guys, He'll probably man. launch a denial of service attack against the website. Yeah, he probably will. He'll awesome. probably like totally consume all my bandwidth by downloading it like over and over and over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. That's something you would do. So Sorry, it's like self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm yeah. telling him all the tricks. Yeah, give him ideas. Yeah. I like really. you, Phil. In case you're listening, I like you. You're a lousy griefer, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a really good. Yeah, guy. Sure. he's a really good griefer. You're a lousy guy. And I, I could only hope to grief as well as he does, because I'm a I'm an admitted griefer. To some, it's a hobby. To him. It's an art form slash career. <laughs> yes. Yes, and you guys probably have a lot more experience with griefers, especially as you've gotten to higher levels and just traversing through the entire timeline of a game from level zero to the max level in so many different games. Both you and Mark and Jason are. Tell us some of your experiences in dealing with griefers. And Jason, as a self-professed Griefer, have you always been that way, or did, was there a turning point where you decided? <laughs> no, to no. You know, well, the thing is that model. you know, I, I don't grief just to grief, and that's that's like a misconception. I think you know, people just grief just for the sake of you know making people, you know, making people's lives hard or making them, you know, you know, making them want to quit the game or whatever. It's not about that kind of thing. You know, it's You're like a I. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I tend to grief with a purpose. You know, it's like, griefing griefing has some kind of purpose for me. Sounds like a what is that purpose? And I, I think it started out, it actually started Wait, out. I think 
It's coming to me. It's to piss people off. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, it started. Actually, it started out. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I had no choice. Which way is Britannia? No, it started. Did it started out with with Ultima Online? Back in the dark days. I was there in the dark days of <laughs> Ultima Online. I, I never used to be. We were like tricked this, into griefing, but I was I was actually turned to the dark side, and it was through no fault of my own. I actually, tur- you know, I had to I had to turn to the dark side. I had no choice. I couldn't turn anywhere else. Um, Mark and I were out with uh, another friend. Donovan. Basically, it was just. Oh, you know, was it Donovan? Yeah. No, I, I, think I thought it was, it was somebody else. I thought it was. Well, maybe not. I think it was him though. But somebody. Anyway, so we're all. We're out there questing. Actually, I think we were going to go hit some dungeon. Yeah. We are going to go hit a dungeon up. So me and Mark and, and whoever it was, it may have been Donovan. Player X. Yeah, we'll call him Player <laughs> X. We, we go out. We're hitting this dungeon. We I think we actually we finished what we were going to do in the dungeon. We get out, and then this player comes out of nowhere, and he starts attacking Player X. And... You know, and he's like, kill, you know, he's basically just killing him, and we're like, dude, stop! And he's like, no, he's like, he has something that I need, you know. And we're like, and what I was like, heck? I was like, dude, stop! And and back in the early day, days of Ultima Online, if you initiated an attack on another player, you were automatically branded like an outlaw, like instantaneously. You know, it's like you couldn't do any good deed possible to to get back into the good graces of the world of Britannia back then. The, the second you initiated attack against another player, you were branded as an outlaw. And so you couldn't go back into town or else you'd get attacked by the guards or whatever. Oh, so it was a literal game consequence. Was yeah, it? really. There were there were consequences to your actions. In the game so, but the cool thing is, is that that game allowed you to do that. It allowed you to become an outlaw. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I, at first I tried the diplomatic approach. I was like, no, stop, please, you know, and because I knew I could waste this guy because I was a real high-level... Um, fisherman. Well, yeah, I was a high-level fisherman, but I was also a very high-level le- wizard who could rain hellfire down on anyone who tried to mess with me. So, I killed this guy. I just unleashed everything on him, and I killed him. And But I was flagged. I was flagged as an outlaw, and I was like, I became... So, essentially, soon I became the Dark Lord... Um, the Dark Lord Prime Grandmaster Fisherman. Because whenever you looked, whenever you looked at a person's title in that game, it would show you what their whatever their profession was. And my profession was fishing, because I fished a lot in that game. It was like an addiction. But I was also a really high level wizard. But you never really see that because I always kept my fishing skill higher than my <laughs> my wizard skill for that purpose. Because people would be like, "Oh, he's just a fisherman. What a dork that guy is!" And then I go. Ah! <laughs> I just cast you. I just cast this huge lightning bolt on your ass, and now you're dead. What do you think about that? So after that happened, I was like, "Screw this," you know, because I actually I did. I thought the whole reputation system at the time for Ultima Online was just totally dumb. And making a decision, making the noble right decision for protecting a friend, ended up costing me basically my my noble lifestyle. So I decided to turn rogue from then on. <laughs> you know, and so then that's what I decided to do. I decided to explore the game mechanics. From that point on, I explored game mechanics in order to achieve something that nobody could possibly achieve in a game. 
you know. So I set out. I when I was still playing Ultima online, I'd, I'd fish. I'd fish a lot, you know. And I'd have like, and I ended up having like my own boat and a house, and you know, eventually I had a castle and everything. And, you know, and people would come by, you know, and. and you know, it didn't matter. After a while, I, I I played it up. I would just I played. I wouldn't go out to grief anybody initially, but if somebody came into my realm, into my territory, I'd kind of role play it up a little bit. You know, so I'd be sitting there fishing, and somebody would walk up to me, and you know what? I don't know if they're about to try to you know kill me or not. I didn't waste time trying to find out. <laughs> I'd stop fishing. Somebody be like, hey, how's the fishing going today? You know, there, there, there might be... In fact, I think there was one time this guy was trying to role-play with me, and he'd be like, oh, how's the fish biting today? Blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, be gone, fool! And I'd cast my lightning bolts down <laughs> upon him and kill him right then and there, loot all of his stuff. And he'd be like, oh, I was only trying to say hi, man. That's all I was doing. Be like, what part I don't of care. Dark Lord did you not understand? Yeah, what part of the Dark Lord Prime did you not understand when you clicked on my character portrait? If you see Sauron, you know, for whatever reason, fishing, don't mess with them. Because he'll pull out his mace and knock you back 300 feet. It's like... So it kind of it kind of and it's red, bright red text too. And I was a real bastard, and I and I I loved it. <laughs> I loved doing that, but I never went out of my way to try to kill somebody. You know, I never went searching for prey or anything like that. It was just they would come to me, and I'd make it an experience that they'd never forget. Don't mess with Prime, the Grandmaster Fisherman, because he will mess you up. So, have you had any similar experiences or derived similar? Satisfaction from doing that in later games? Oh yeah, I mean I've I've done stuff like in Ashram's Call where before they used to make it to where you can actually examine a portal and tell where it was taking you. I would like bind my portal to somewhere like in the Direlands or or <laughs> in like I think it was like called the Cathedral where all these like high level insect monsters would hang out at. And then so like sometimes a noob would be like. Oh, I need a port to to Samser or to Rithwick or whatever, you know, some some other town where maybe like a friend was waiting for him. And I'd be like, "Sure. I'll, I'll open a portal for you, bro. No problem." I'd open up the portal. Of course, they couldn't tell where it was taking them. So they'd walk into the portal. They'd end up in like this crazy hard dungeon where they had no like business. the cathedral or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd drop them. It would drop trip. them right in the middle of that, or it would drop them right in the middle of the Direlands or something like that. And they'd be like, "Um, I don't think this is Rithwick." <laughs> 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 yeah, and they'd end up dying, you know. And I'd be like, <laughs> "Cool, awesome, thanks." <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I'd do stuff like that. So yeah, that that's. That's a different kind of griefing, I suppose. I don't know what else I've done. I think I've I've tried to do some kind of griefing in every kind of game that I can get away with it in. You know, that, that's part of the exploration of it. It's like if you know you can get away with stuff. and You know, some of the most notorious ones, like in World of Warcraft, was when they used to... The warlocks were able to open up their their summons... Oh, like yeah. off of a cliff and stuff. Drop somebody into <laughs> and a so they'd bad, be like, bad and that's the most annoying thing for a warlock when people start ask, asking you to port them to a certain city or something like that. And and I and warlocks used to do this all the time because it it, it was it was like you, I don't even know you and you're asking me for a 
you're asking me for a summon? It's like, quit bugging me. You know, they just do a random tell to a random warlock and ask for a summon somewhere. Yeah, I hope for the best. And it's like, you know, after a while, warlocks started to get a little bit ticked off. So what did they do? They used the game mechanics to really tick people off. So they'd, like, summon them off of a cliff, and then they'd end up falling to their deaths and stuff. It was <laughs> kind of fun. Pretty good. Yeah, but then they, they made it so you couldn't do that. They always fix these things. What, 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 what did they do to fix it? I don't know. They, well, just, they just changed something to where you couldn't, like, open up a port. I think they probably changed, like, the distance or something weird like that. Like, they changed the location. Yeah. It was just... I don't, I don't know exactly what they did, but... It was kind of fun. If you grabbed a couple of group mates with you and you were like, <laughs> Yeah, sure. The best place to do it was, like, Thunder Bluff. Oh, yeah. There's because no there's, like, just cliffs there everywhere and you could just go, Boom! And watch them fall. <laughs> That's, that was always cool, and there, I think there's even a video on YouTube you can you can check out before they made the change of a guy who just did that over and over again. It has like actual text from people who, you know, <laughs> cussing him out after he did it and stuff. It was kind of funny. No more annoying request to warlocks after that. I'm exactly, sure. exactly. <laughs> you know, and I, I guess you could say like certain player, you know, player killing. You know, p- player killing isn't necessarily just totally griefing. No, I don't think it's at all griefing. You know, if, if it's in the game mechanics, I mean, especially if you're on a server that allows player killing, you got to expect to be killed. Now, it's when they do it like 20 times in a row while you're trying to go somewhere that's Exactly. Griefing. I mean, that that's griefing. You know what else I consider I consider griefing, which I consider like horrible griefing, is when somebody spams, you know, racial crap across the chat line. I mean, I'm sure oh, yeah. we've all had experiences with this before where you've seen some guy go off on this, like, total, you know, racial tangent, you know, going off on, you know, black people or gay people or whatever. You know, and they just go off, and it's like, you know, dude, shut up. Thank God for ignore. You no, know, exactly, you know, and you can ignore them. Of course, you know, but of course the other people who don't care to use ignore or whatever, you know. Well, yeah, then you have to watch them. Then you have to the watch them. Then all you see is their responses to them the entire yeah, time. Escalates. Like, yeah, I always go, guys, you slash ignore. That's the best way to shut those Seriously, guys up. Seriously, and it's like, you know, I hate, I hate those people worse than, like, guys who manipulate the game mechanics in order to, you know, achieve something. Yeah. You know, which is not necessarily legal, it's just annoying to some other players. Yeah, I think I think that's about right. You know, so, I don't know, that, that's kind of where I stand on some of the griefing issues. I don't know, have, have you been, you've been griefed kind of when you went to, into the Outlands, I, you know, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, it, didn't, upon by, it didn't bother me too much, really. Kinda. It sounded like it a few weeks ago. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to shoot, you haven't even hardly played it since then. But that was when I, well, okay. I haven't played it. I haven't played it much because I've just been playing other games, and I needed a break. Um, you know, I've been playing it off and on for a long time, so fifteen days. I really needed a break. Um, I've I don't really mind griefing too much because what I usually do is if somebody's gonna like try and camp me and keep killing me or something, I'll just log off and play a different character because I have so many damn ults. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I hope they're still there. Sometimes I'll even, if the especially if I'm higher more. level than them, it's it's fun to go back and kill them while they're camping me. You know, that's always nice to bring in your big one of your big guns and take them down. But um, generally, I don't get too annoyed by griefers. Um, the only time I got 
I got into a, I guess it was a mud. I played in this mud called the Creator's Shadow, which was uh, based on the Wheel of Time books by Robert Jordan. And in the in the story, the female magic users and the male magic users don't get along very well. Right. And so there's this. Like she had maxed out her level female magic user that was going around and just killing us male magic users whenever she could, and it got really frustrating. And so, being a, an explorer, I set about <laughs> to figure out how to exploit the rules to take her down, even though none of us could beat her one on one. And if we all showed up at the same time, she'd take us down too. So, what I figured out was in the books there was a way that a bunch of magic users could channel them. Their they could team their powers together. And so we had ten of us males, and we all linked and made me the leader of the link. So I had basically all of their energy at my disposal. But not only that, it magnified the damage. And then we figured out we had an invisibility spell, so we made everybody invisible but me. And then I became bait. So in the mud, I'm basically walking through the most populated <laughs> part of the area all alone, or so she thought. And so she, of course, comes out and and proceeds to attack me. And we had like a shield thing, so I kind of took her attack and didn't do much. And then, and then the guys were all like, "Go get her, get her, get her!" And so I was like, "Okay, we'll see how this works." And like normally, like if you did a lot of damage, it was in the like high, maybe close to a hundred, or maybe even you know a hundred, maybe one hundred twenty points of damage or something. The first attack was like. 3,840 or something to her, which instantly <laughs> killed her. And, and we all were, it was just like a, you know, it's a mud, so there's no, there's not much to see, except nobody typed anything for a minute. Like, you and know, went, oh around the around the world, because it was like a combination of Americans and Australians. <laughs> around the world, we all just kind of collectively gulped. And then it was like, yeah, there was just like, you know, ASCII, ASCII <laughs> celebration. That was so life. cool. And they were all just like, yeah. And then I was like, I can't wait till she she wakes up again or whatever. I'm going to do it again. And it could like bind people if you defeated them. So I kept her bound and we were just like, sit, we were just waiting, you know. And they stayed invisible. It was the funniest thing ever. I, I wish that I, you know, I wish I had could do that in a game with graphics you know to get a screenshot but it was just that was probably the single greatest anti-griefing moment of my my gaming career you know but mm, that's cool yeah she took her down a little bit there then we all caught up to her in level and then she was just kind of our our play thing at that point <laughs> 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 oh, wants to kill Aurora oh I'll do it okay <laughs> and you're your slave huh? yeah it was pretty that's good that's, I love that's that. my glory days I guess from the muds I love that hey, have you had any experience with the griefer somebody who's just tried to make the gaming experience so bad for you that you know I, I have it and I think it's just because I haven't gotten up to a high enough level to deal with those people yet right and it's not even necessarily just you know like the playing aspect of it I think there's like a lot of social grief that goes on you yeah. know in games I mean you got like you guys you have like the guys who like spam the same thing over and over again I mean you know I'm not talking about like the, the gold buy our gold yeah I'm not talking about Round the gold farmer advertisements or anything like that. I'm talking about the, the ones who are like, can anybody show me, the, you know, the the link to this item or whatever? But then they spam that same sentence like 10 to 20 times, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, over and over and over and over and over, <laughs> over again. Oh, um, yeah. Can I have some gold? 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen before where I've had like somebody come up to me and ask me for like some some gold or whatever, and I'm like, dude, just go kill some stuff sometimes, for a couple. Sometimes couple minutes. when people want to duel you, that gets pretty annoying. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like dude, know, the, well, actually, the chain duel flags coming Mark, down. We we figured out the counter to that. Mark gives me light grief when we play WoW because he'll ask me to duel over and over from the moment that I log in. Want to duel? Want to duel? But what you do is you just leave it unanswered. You know, you just if you can just slide it over in your interface so it's over to the yeah, side. Yeah, you just leave it. Just leave, leave it, it there. That really frustrates them. They're like, come on, man, that's not cool. Let's <laughs> duel. Yeah, but it's it's all in good fun, and especially when I was beating you. Oh yeah, over for quite a while there, before the inevitable. Well, before you got what fear? Before you got fear, your own. But that didn't of make fear. that big of a difference, though. Nah. You beat me a couple times, but I still beat you. Then there's that whatever girl. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> what about you, Jim? You know, the, I I really only remember one instance, and it wasn't that big a deal. I was playing City of Heroes, and I, I was pretty low level, and and I was just I think I was I was definitely soloing just out on the streets, probably in Atlas Park or whatever, and and somebody else happened to be soloing the same street or whatever, and accused me of kill stealing and started with uh, tells oh I you know and tell tell to, you know right, and then and thing. then like so i just like went away there is and no then it started going and broadcast mm-hmm. you know the my character was the kill stealer don't team with them but and i just logged off i was just like whatever drama queen yeah that's the, that's the most funny thing though because there's like no kill stealing it's like if you if you tap the target first it's your kill right you know, plain and simple, you know. And actually, I think the thing is, is that you, even if the guy, like, assisted you in killing it... It or shares just, it. Or, yeah, it actually shares the experience out anyway. No, they, so it's like they not, just... It's like not that horrible of a deal. They just can't get beyond the, like, first MMO they ever played. And they think all, all MMOs are the same. And mm-hmm. there's this, like, unspoken rule that whatever is within my... Whatever's on my horizon and anything closer is mine. It's like right. no, no. See that just a multi-user part of the game, right? Where we're all in the same place. So yeah, some of it's mine, some of it's yours. You know, it's like yeah. It's been a while back, actually. <laughs> actually, I guess you can. Cons- it's, it was another. Actually, I have I have griefed in Lord of the Rings Online, actually. Yeah. And I admit to doing <laughs> it. <laughs> but I was in a. Actually, it was in preparation for for this weekend. So preparation it was all H. For, it was all for good. It's all <laughs> for good, not G. for evil. Cool. But you know, I was—I I have this tailor that I'm going to use to tailor like some of our our armor for when we start playing over the weekend. And so I, I decided, okay, I'm just—I'm going to need a bunch of light hides in order to craft all this armor. So I went to like these two little areas that where all these wolves spawn, but they're also part. they these areas are also part of two to happen to be in that same area so I'm in there and I'm ki- and I'm killing everything really fast because I'm I have a hunter so I'm killing stuff really fast I'm just I'm basically I'm just wiping out every wolf that's that I could see well this little level five little hobbit whatever comes running through and they're like I need these I need these wolves for the quest and I'm like 
Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, I just, <laughs> and I keep killing every single... I mean, seriously, I... I God, that's funny. I did not leave a wolf alive. Like, every time he kept running... He, like, and he'd start running towards the wolf, and hunters have, like, a special ability where they can run a little bit faster than everybody else. So I'm always, like, getting to the mobs a little bit quicker. And plus, I'm arranged... I'm a ranged damage person. Now you realize, Jason, that if this is a real <laughs> ecosphere, that the deer population is going to rise, right? It's right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I did the same thing once, and wow, I I was just being a jerk, I guess. Far, you were just I, farming an area? I for... went to Elwyn Forest, like where the humans start out. I don't know, I was just down on humans, I guess. And I took my hunter, my level 49 hunter there, and I put my pet on auto attack... And just sat there, <laughs> and basically this, and it's a wolf with dash, so it just kind of just started killing oh, right. everything, and there was nothing alive, and all the little little humans were popping up ready to kill, and they're like, and there's, nothing there's nothing there, and I thought that was kind of <laughs> awesome. But see, that's cool though. That's yeah, exploiting that's the cool. That's exploiting <laughs> the game mechanics in order to just the do best one. Fun. The best one for a hunter in WoW is where you, if you're a night elf, you. uh you go to the like where the hordes starts out, the like the orcs or somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what you do is you don't take a pet with you because you can what hunters do in WoW is they can train a pet to be their pet. So like you know, like it's such a cliche, but for the orcs and the trolls, I think when they start out, what they can do is they, they have their first quest is kill X number of boars, right? Yeah, it is. So in you fact, train like very, you train a level one boar to be your first pet. Quest that you get. And then the other thing night elves can do is they can do sh- this shadow thing where they fade <laughs> into the shadow. So you become invisible and there's your level one pet, which looks like any other boar. Because when you're in their zone, you can't attack them. It, it, you you have to get well, a unless they're flag. If, if unless they're real perceptive. If they click on your boar and they see like the but alliance, they never do uh, symbol <laughs> next to <laughs> it. Then they'll know that something's not quite right. But if they're not paying attention, they'll they'll yeah. sure enough they'll attack <laughs> your boar. Once they do that, that flags them for for PvP in their own zone, and that means you can attack them. And it's because you're because you're in shadow, you're you're basically invisible. You can do your like most long, longly prep prepared shot right and so it takes One a while to do it kill, but you're invisible yeah. so it, it's not like they panic they don't see you turn visible until it's been shot and so they get hit <laughs> for like you know three four thousand points of damage they only have like 90 hit points or something it's beautiful it's just it's so funny and a lot of times they they don't know the first time you went hit them <laughs> and so they come back <laughs> to go attack the damn same boar again and I'm like man I wouldn't do that if I <laughs> then, bam they're dead again. It's great. Yeah, they just don't get it. Well, no, actually, the thing is that they're they're still flagged for PvP yeah, for like for a while, like ten minutes. I don't I don't minutes. remember if respawning clears. Yeah, it I can't remember how much. It's great fun though. There's a guy who did a video of it, and his video is hilarious because he he just you know he took out all the slow parts and he just it's just him killing these level one, level two orcs and trolls one after another. <laughs> That's funny. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you think that? there any games out there that are too aggressive and punishing or too lax with allowing reapers? That's a good question. I don't know. It doesn't seem like anything anybody can really enforce online it. really doesn't lend itself well to, to like serious griefing. 
I mean, and there's so many other ways to grieve. You can be that guy in the raid who rolls need for everything until somebody yeah. kicks you out. <sighs> that, that's or, true. You know, I mean, that, that's like a different kind of... I mean, there's so many thing. ways to grieve, you know? Another you can point. be like Jason and try to manipulate the stock market by buying all the... Uh, all the leather up, or whatever you did that one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. You uh, bought all the light leather in the world? I, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I bought, well, I had I had the gold to do it, and, you know, actually, it didn't cost me that much when it was all said and done with, but I, like, bought every, every single piece of leather that was on the auction house. <laughs> And then I dumped it back on to the auction house at, like, ridiculous prices. So people had no choice but to buy it at a ridiculous price. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. But I actually, you me. know, but... He's like, I'm going to manipulate the stock market. Nice yeah, and I, I actually did it. I got away with it for a few market. hours before yeah. people, of course, caught on to what I was doing. And they, like, totally... They, they, I basically broke the market on, on that leather type because then the price like totally went to like the bottom. It was like people were selling their leather for like you know a couple silver. It was like you know here and there. Price war. Yeah, I did. It totally turned into this price war. But for a while there, I had the I totally controlled the market on one co- type of commodity, which was kind of leather. funny. <laughs> I control the leather. So in my reading today, I did some more reading, uh, and I read a paper called Grief Player Motivations, published in 2004 by really? Dr. Chek Young-Fu. <laughs> Chek Young-Fu? All these doctors. Yeah. Uh, they, okay, Poindexter, lay some knowledge down on We got us. knowledge. So uh, there are four different reasons why people are griefers. Their mother didn't give him enough attention. <laughs> that, that's close. It's a pretty good guess. So we've got three mother. three reasons uh, or three motivations that are kind of in game, and one is external. So the first one is uh, they're influenced by the game itself. So they're bored. They're greedy. They're protesting the the devs. They or they're they're just testing the game or the, the game premise. Not to interrupt for too long, but the best way to protest the devs is to log onto the forums and say, "That's it, I'm leaving this game. I'm never coming back." <laughs> right. No, because that never works. Because then I respond with, "Can I have your stuff? Can I have your stuff?" Sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the clearest outlet for that anger. That's funny. <laughs> it 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 should be, but you know, a, yeah. a, a griefer is obviously a, a pretty specific person. Uh, actually, another statistic I read. Um, is that only 3% of gamers are actually griefers. Dang. Wow, that's a really small percentage. Uh, I think that percentage is way off. I think it's a little bit more Considering all the different kinds that. of grief that you can cause. There's like a whole bunch. Well, of, there's different kinds of grief, man. Sure. But, you, but you lack, but, you know, people come in and out of it. Those people who are true griefers, like Phil. I mean, I don't know anyone you mean the hardcore like griefers? griefers? I mean, that's, griefers. he griefs everyone. <laughs> his whole gaming purpose is to grief. Playing Warcraft 3, he would grief his team. You would? <laughs> yeah, he'd go, give me all your gold, I'm going to buy something great. And then we'd go, what did you buy? Go, Nothing, I just have all the gold now. <laughs> but you know we'll lose, right? That's okay, I have my Chimera coming soon. That's funny. Uh, anyway. Alright, on to number two. <laughs> Player influenced griefing is, uh, you know, just when you're doing it out of spite, victim vulnerability, or revenge. 
griefer influenced is uh, ritualization of group identity or just to have a reputation among, among other griefers, you know, it's like uh, they can brag about it to their peers how many times they got banned or suspended or how many things they killed like Jason. <laughs> you seem pretty proud of all your your exploits. And the other outside the game is is just uh, self-motivated. Yeah, they're in a bad mood. The dog crapped on the carpet. Their parents are holding them down. They're angry. They need attention. Rejection. Or they're role-playing. Mm-hmm. See, I've kind of... I see another poll there. Mm-hmm. i kind of done it because of the life. <laughs> if you're a griefer, why? Yeah. I've done... <laughs> I, I, I've kind of my my thing is is that I've each one of those reasons all four of them I've done it for each at least you know I don't think I've ever griefed because I was frustrated with my life like I've been definitely frustrated with my life but I don't think I've ever you see just having never a bad fueled. day and taking it out yeah on I don't think I ever have I, have. I think ass. usually when I finally sit down to play the game everything it's such a stress reliever for me that I don't take the day with me or even the week it really just becomes a totally different part of my day you know like it's almost like I just went to bed and woke up refreshed or something like that <laughs> I don't know it's very therapeutic it for me so I don't I've done it before I think I've logged on with a bad mood sometimes and I've just been like you know what I'm just gonna go right here and I'm gonna kill every lobby that I see I don't care <laughs> and that's all I'm going to do all night long. <laughs> Kill the lobies. <laughs> Kill the lobies. I've very seldom killed a lobby. I've done that before. I've killed lobies who are trying to kill other lobies. Like of the opposite faction or something. Yeah. But not an honorable grief or anything. I just... <laughs> honorable. <laughs> that's oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the good ones. See, I do, I do griefing, though. I do griefing for all those reasons sometimes, though. It just depends on depends on the day. It depends on the mood. I don't do it necessarily to hurt somebody or to make somebody pissed off. I just do it. I just do it to have fun. Uh, yeah, could be fun. I don't know. That, that was listed in itself. Just for <laughs> so, pure enjoyment. Just for pure enjoyment, man. <laughs> so what do you think the... Does it say what the number one percentage of those It didn't. There, well, there wasn't a breakdown. Three percent, huh? But yeah, three percent of, of players are... I think they used to, you used to be able to, like, actually... Like in City of Heroes, you used to be able to... Like, bring an entire mob of stuff down on somebody. Oh, the train? Kind of, yeah, before they changed the AI a bit so they wouldn't... I remember you you brought a train down on somebody in Dark Age of Camelot once. I saw that. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. That was I was like, good. oh, yeah? Watch this. this. <laughs> Just stayed up on the cliff. <laughs> I didn't want any of that. Well, that's kind of an interesting summary. It is. Of, uh... Grief for motivations. Mm-hmm. So what, where do we stand? Who hates griefers here? That mostly being I only hate certain kinds of griefers. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on the kind of grief. Yeah, the ones that just do it over and over and over and over. Just for the heck of it. If there's yeah. not any... Good, but repetition I, defines a griefer. I mean... Well, 
drive by and kill you, it's not really griefing you. It's just a slightly inconveniencing you. Yeah, I think if you do it in style... In style. <laughs> well, I th- what I think is funny like here is, is this segment's supposed to be a rant, but it turns out you guys are, are griefers. Very well. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a griefer. Yeah. Jason, Jason, Jason's just going through his progression. Yeah. Next month, he'll be a socializer. <laughs> no, I mean, I, see, I, I think I admitted in the first segment, I, I explore for the purpose of being able to gain advantage over other players so I can kill them easier. And then socialize. So I can, like, you know, so I have, like, a... And then I can achieve more. And then I can brag about it later. That's what I do. <laughs> I am what I am, man. I can't change it. Popeye. <laughs> would you, Jim, would you ever consider griefing? No. I don't think I would. You're just a And even to get even with someone if you had the ability to, if someone was griefing you over and over. Actually, Jason, that, 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 that was one of the things. Uh, where was that one? Now, see, see, now Poindexter has like every kind of <laughs> Poindexter. Thing to, according to my research. According to this, this means that you must be yeah, doing this cowardice. because of. Because yeah. they, hate they hate the cowardness of many players. No, I, no, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about that too much. Oh, sure. It's, no, no, seriously, you I don't. You're kill me, aren't you? It's just. It's going to pull the power out of your laptop. Oh, you have a battery, though. Grief <laughs> Yeah, you won't be able to access all of your, your statistics anymore. Well, hey, man, if you're not going to do it. <laughs> I think this is going to go into the preparedness speech again. Yes, be prepared. Yeah, real life ugly grief. It's like the Boy Scouts. Well, anyway, we're gonna actually we're gonna see how we can manipulate the gaming environment as a as a band of hobbits in our in our next episode. Yes, that's right, that's right. We will be delving into the world of Lord of the Rings Online next week. Uh, we're holding a LAN party at my place, and uh, Lord of the Rings will be one of the games we're gonna play. Uh, Mark's conceded to play Hobbits as long as he could play a minstrel. I just hate hobbits. Yeah. What have you got against the little hobbit people, man? Nasty, fat hobbits. <laughs> hobbits. That's what it is. <laughs> if you could play I... a Smeagol, would you play a Smeagol? Oh, hell yeah. Now, Smeagol yeah. was cool. Yeah, but Smeagol, no Smeagol was a hobbit, though. Well, was. he was a forerunner to a hobbit. See? I'm just saying, man. He's, he is to hobbits what, like, Homo habilis is to <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Homo habilis is to Jason. <laughs> 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 oh wait, no. Jason's part of As the Jason is now. the human being. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bunga, Bunga, Bunga. I create fire. <laughs> Potato. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna all we're gonna roll hobbitses and and roll them through the Shire coming this weekend, and it should be a fun fun time, interesting time. We're going to take some screenshots. We'll take some, Post probably try up. to take some real-life photos, put them up on the website for you so you can of see Of the what, backs of our heads. Yeah, so you can see what <laughs> total geeks we really are. And we'll put uh, a show notes thing up to say what time and what server and everything in case anybody listening actually dares join us. Yeah, I'm saying it's a probably going to be brandy wine. What's the max number of uh, people in a party in Lotro? I think Is I want to say eight. Or, can't remember. It's either six, six or eight. Might be. Uh, I don't. I just I can't remember. Don't remember. Off the top of my head. It's 
been a while. I don't have an last, active subscription. Last time so. I grouped in a major raid, it was because we went to the Barrows, and that was just, that was my bad Barrows experience, where I ended up taking like 500 silver worth of damage to all my all my loot and stuff, and it was like, yeah, I don't want to group ever again. <laughs> It was just because I got in the bad group. Did you not ever talk like Varicosa again <laughs> during the podcast? Smell my sweet ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all horrified. Or I think that's going to wrap maybe it up. Maybe every time. Never <laughs> again or every time. Choose one. Either way. <laughs> Griefer. He's griefing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm griefing the podcast now. Manipulating it. Yeah. <laughs> Noah, you want to take us out? Helms, Helmsman? Yeah, well, that basically wraps up our rant and the show for this evening. The thing I'm looking forward to most for next week's show is just the stories that we're inevitably going to have about our real life and game life. There will be tears. Tribulations. There will be a lot of tears. There will be a lot of blame laid at my feet. Oh, yeah, there will be a lot <laughs> of stuff spilled A lot on of disappointment. Noah. There, there will be bright pink pop stains all over Jason's <laughs> no, no, carpet. No, it will be late by like at least two hours. That's the poll I wanted to Oh, have. we got to put the poll up. Yeah. We need to right. put the poll up. How late will Noah be? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there are going to be four. We're going to bet. Noah will be early. No. On time. No. Late. Yes. Not show at all. Uh, he's never not at all happening. Don't tempt me. I only see one. <laughs> I only. See, I only see one possible option. <laughs> let's see. Let's let's well, let's get a feel for what our, our, our listeners. I'll, I'll send you the address. I promise. <laughs> Maybe our listeners have more faith it's in you. It's one, two, three, Fake Street. <laughs> five, 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 five. My phone number five, is five, 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 three. <laughs> Area code five five five. In any town. <laughs> in fake town. <laughs> fakey fakey. <laughs> that was very close to your real address. It is. It's like so close you don't even know. It's like next know. door. It is. Oops. <laughs> and hopefully maybe we'll get lucky and we'll see a listener or two. Yeah. On and one of our experiences, either and in maybe City I'll Heroes. get real lucky. No, <laughs> yeah. we're no. gonna keep an eye on you for that. No, we're not gonna have any crazy Hobbit sex going on. In this one. Yeah, that's just foul. Damn, of that. So, anyways, we hope Although you enjoyed the show. I do think that there is a push-up emote in Lord of the Rings Online. Oh God, mm. a push-up could be could be sick with a Hobbit. You got to figure a <laughs> Hobbit's just about crotch level to an elf. <laughs> That's why we're all playing Hobbits. <laughs> because we all wanted to be doing that? Uh, I don't. Anyway, we were ending this show. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for listening to the episode tonight. And we look forward to maybe seeing you this weekend. And if not, we'll have more stories for you next week. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening. Channel Massive is an IGL production.